Welcome to the Lingerie Shop Girl Podcast, sponsored by Simone Perel, Lingerie and Swimwear. Simone Perel is a company that is deeply committed to the environment and society. They use sustainable materials and responsible manufacturing processes to create elegant and comfortable lingerie and swimwear that is both ethically and environmentally conscious. Head to Suelto in downtown Bozeman, Montana to explore the Simone Perel collection. Thank you to Simone Perel for sponsoring this episode of our podcast, and thank you to our audience for listening. I'm Harper, 34D. I'm Sherry, 30D. And I'm Gabby, 36H. And this is the Lingerie Shop Girl Podcast. Episode three, welcome to the Lingerie Shop Girl Podcast. And I have some notes. Well, I'm very excited today for this episode because this episode is Sherry's story. And I have some things I want to get off my chest, <laughs> which or breasts, whatever we want to say in the guise <laughs> of the Lingerie Shop Girl podcast episode. But what I want to say is that I, the point and the purpose of this episode really is to educate the world on the need for correct bra fitting and to really show how welcoming a lingerie shop can be specifically Suelto in Bozeman, Montana, and how it really is a community in exchange of information and helpful tips and education and ideas. And I like to chew through the things we actually talk about in the shop and share that with the world because there's states of affairs and current events and just random funny things that go on. So, <laughs> mannequin butts. <laughs> mannequin butts. So, this past weekend, uh, <laughs> I had the sort of privilege of hosting two comics in town from California. Oh. With, and they are um, com- comedians with the ADA, so the American Disability Act. And... It was so cool. And so, um, so Garrison, um, another collaborator in our universe, he had asked me to give them a ride and it ended up being, I spent the day with them. And so we were across the street from Swelzo at the Eye Cafe Saturday, uh, waiting, waiting for a really long, um, I'd never been to the Cat Eye Cafe. Have you been, Sherry, to the Cat Eye Cafe? Yes. It's a favorite. Oh, it's such a cool spot. It didn't even know it was this whole other world in there. And so Nina G, who's one of the comedians, and I were the two women, and we were with four men, three or four men, four men, who were also comics. And we had a really long wait. And so I said, I showed Nina the podcast, and I said, I work, yeah, it's just across the street. And she goes, can we go? And I go, yes, yes, sure, we can go. <laughs> and we tell the other, the, the gentleman we were with, and it was so funny because Nina goes, we're going to the lingerie store. And they all turn around and they're like nodding their heads. Yes, you should go to the lingerie store. Like it was this <laughs> effort of support. So we walk into the lingerie store and there were a couple of women and there was just a... um 
barrage of undressed mannequins (laughs) spread across the couch. That's right. I got a text message about that. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, people are acting very official and professional and formal about it. But like these mannequins were butt naked and their butts were bent in the air, angled off the couch. Oh no! <laughs> like and a I'm mannequin like, orgy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were disarmed as well. Yes, they were. I'm like Nina. I mean, she's a comic. She just she was she was just in awe of the shop and went about her merry way. But I was sort of like, why is there a butt bent naked? pointing in one direction so yeah did you did the did the shop get a donation of mannequins i think we did they they are um secondhand ladies and the one with the butt is called judy with the booty (laughs) she came with a name that's right i think aaron said that they had been named yeah yes that's great. So, um, yeah, they came from a, a friend, had a shop down in Big Sky, and uh, she decided to just move everything online. So she brought me some mannequins and some other things. But, yeah, you just happened to be there when she unloaded <laughs> all the pieces of the ladies. Wow. So mannequins creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Like, Why? I put them up there with, I put them up there with, like, Clowns. horror films. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, did you see the one with the hair and the eyelashes? No. They have okay, hair? Yeah, she's in the basement. She's not coming out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's even creepier. <laughs> yeah, I she don't want to put her on the floor. <laughs> uh, well, Nina G loved that black robe with the gold embroidery, the pieces mm-hmm. up front. And I'm, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was really fun to show Nina G the shop and <laughs> thank you um, yeah well thank you yeah it was fun and to see a group of comics very supportive of our journey over <laughs> this is after breakfast I take it no it was before because oh our, our wait was like 30 40 minutes oh wow so okay we came mm-hmm. over and had fun yeah mm-hmm. but I think that is the perfect segue to today's topic which I think this is my thus far now this is going to be my favorite episode and this is the episode where we get to learn everything about this woman who is reserved and provides a space and a community and a service to not only women in Bozeman, Montana, but I think we've seen a pretty consistent seven-state radius of women that come into the shop. And um, just want to sort of feature you and highlight you and talk about you for this episode and um, how you got to be to where you are so the first thing is you are from new jersey originally from new jersey yeah grew up born and raised in new jersey rural new jersey oh wow what's um, rural what's rural new jersey <laughs> the northwest corner where we have coyotes and black bears and turkeys <laughs> 
I don't think I've ever seen rural New Jersey before. Like when you think of New Jersey, I think of city. So I'm I'm intrigued. And pavement, I know, but it's actually the Garden State. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah, we, there's actually yeah. quite a bit of farmland. So that makes sense, and also I think good for Montanans that listen to this podcast to know <laughs> that <laughs> there's this area, agrarian roots of New Jersey. Um, all right. So then, how did you make the jump to Montana? Oh my gosh, to Big Sky um, Country. I know Big Sky Country. So I actually came out uh, on a family trip. I was lucky enough growing up, I had three dads. I had my real dad and two stepdads. And I had a stepdad that taught us how to ski. And so occasionally mm-hmm. on holidays or weekends, we got to ski. wasn't every weekend. Um, so we came out west, uh, junior in high school, thought I was going to Vermont for college. Like I was already set. I'm just going to go ski in Vermont, go to school there. Uh, fell in love with Bozeman, the mountains around it. Uh, not just the Bridgers, but the Tetons. We spent some time in the park, and I decided right then and there that college was my ticket out of New Jersey, and I should probably just go someplace new. So, Montana. Montana was it. So, you <laughs> are a Bobcat. I am a Bobcat. She went to college here. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, came out for school, and, um, you know, obviously... For me, it was an opportunity, you know, as a child skiing, it was always kind of magical. Like you got to go away on this trip to go skiing. So I was like, when I go to school, I want to go somewhere where I can ski every day if I really needed to or wanted to. And so, um, obviously you got Bridger Bowl right up the hill and, and Big Sky, which wasn't even on my radar at the time. God, that was in 1999, (laughs) long time ago. So, um, Studied biotechnology with a science major, not business. And uh, when I came out of school, and actually all through school, I worked in service jobs and I worked in advertising and sales because that's actually where the money was. You know. <laughs> also, when you're working in a lab all day long, pipetting <laughs> and running PCR, the socializing isn't all that fun either. So um, they decided that... Yeah, getting out and talking to people was more my my vibe and how I like to spend my time. Even though I'm kind of an introvert, I, I don't. And a huge big listener. Yeah, like, yeah. But I still, I mean, I enjoy engaging with people. Yeah, I mean, introversion doesn't mean that you don't like people. It's just like your energy levels are estimated by extrovert or introvert. So, like, if you're extroverted, the more you talk to people you keep like going up and up and up. Your energies increase, like you feed off of mm. energy. And introverts, like the more that you, you talk to people, you're like giving your energy away. So like by the time you're done, if you feel energized, you're an extrovert. If you feel kind of tired, Exhausted. then you're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> an introvert. <laughs> if you're like, God, I need to go home and just hibernate, like, <laughs> and it's really yeah. interesting because some like I can turn on an extroverted personality, and I think in America you almost kind of need to, like, to survive. Introverts don't survive well in like business world or in like in a place where you sh- you have to be like active and like engaging and like, or else you're not going to get noticed, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in 
America, you kind of also have to like pull out your extroversion every once in a while, or else, you know, you're or not going to work taken from seriously. home. <laughs> That's true. Yes. And never Which talk. This is a to- new trend. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah. So. All right. A degree in biotechnology mm-hmm. from Montana yeah. State University. Did you use and it, Sherry, like when you graduated? Very short period of time. I worked at Ligocyte Labs for a little bit, and I worked in the biology labs on campus. Um, but I always had multiple jobs. And so while working in science, I still maintained uh, another job, whether it be at a restaurant. I, God, I rented cars for a while at the airport. That was wow. actually really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got to work nights when I did that. Um, but I met Jolie, she had actually opened up Suelto nine months prior to me even coming across the store. So I was working for a local magazine here in town and doing sales calls and that's how I met Jolie. <laughs> I actually didn't call on her. I had a girlfriend who was working with me at the at the magazine. And she's like, this woman, she opened the store. She has beautiful things. She's looking for an assistant manager. And I think you'd be perfect. She's like, you should go, go apply. Go talk to her. And so I did. And uh, Jolie actually ended up hiring me on the spot, which was really cool. We got along. Got along. Um, you know, but back then... Swato was so small. I mean, Jolie was the only one in the shop. So when she's doing my interview, she's also trying to attend to any customers that come through the door. And it just happened that a couple of women had walked in. And while her hands were full, I just started helping another lady. (laughs) I didn't know the product. (laughs) I had never been in the shop before. But I was like, let me help you. I don't know if I can help you, but let me try. (laughs) She's like, she's a uh, (laughs) go-getter. Keep her. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I have a good feeling about you. So boom. Uh, ended up being assistant manager to lingerie store. And I, you know, I I wasn't, I wouldn't say that I was a lover of lingerie. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I shopped at VS. Um, That's just, that was your option. And uh, I think I had one set, you know, and it wasn't even like super pretty, but it matched. Maybe the color beige was the same (laughs) in the bottom. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was my beginnings of, of lingerie. Wow. And I just I didn't know yeah. you were a science major. So like it's yeah. interesting cuz most people like a large amount of people aren't working in their field of degree. Um so it's interesting to see your journey like from where you started to, you know, being a business owner. Yeah. 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 Actually her sci- being having a science mind now makes so much sense to me. Does it? Now that oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah me too like no wonder we get all along all well we get on so well <laughs> being nerd well I can speak for myself we'll get I'm neurodivergent and um as is Gabby yeah and <laughs> it just makes so much sense <laughs> yeah I usually find the people I get along with are usually a little bit odd <laughs> In one way or another. Usually if I can't find people's odd, I'm like, oh, they're hiding it. Interesting. I wonder if it's going to come out. Yeah. There's no not odd person on the world, you know? Exactly. (laughs) All right. So right there, because you have a reputation in Bozeman of being of service. So that is even how you became 
a lingerie shop girl, an assistant manager, and then eventually the owner is because you just helped another customer. Yeah. You were just in yeah, service. I just took it on. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. And it was, it was a long road. So that was back in 2007. And um, like I worked for Julie for five years. All that time working another job. Like Swelto was a labor of love. And, mm-hmm. he, and it, it has been for most of its existence. <laughs> we actually, back then, we all worked second jobs. It just... Mm-hmm. You didn't have benefits, you know, you showed up, you worked, you know, it wasn't minimum wage. I mean, I think my first job in retail was $5 and 15 cents an hour. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't oh my that, God. <laughs> you know, but it, it wasn't, you know, you had no perks. You couldn't live on a swell toe salary. So, um, yeah, Jolie, as a, as the owner worked another job, I worked another job and even our, our college students would sometimes have multiple jobs, but everybody loved the work. They loved the store. That's what makes it so special. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but in, being in science, I thought, you know, maybe I could go back to school, get some mm-hmm. work in the health field and do that part time, you know, hit that craving for the science side of things and then maintain swelter. Like I, you know, it's always been a part time job and I can just keep that as part time. So I, gosh, at one point I think I was working two 12-hour shifts at the hospital, Fridays at an orthopedic clinic, and three days at the store. So I worked six <sighs> days a week for years. <laughs> no, no, no. I oh, know. sure. You have you a, you have a craving for work, energy. huh? <laughs> Do people uh, have all that energy? <laughs> like, I crashed, Gabby. <laughs> okay, I'm like, dang, girl. <laughs> 12-hour uh, shifts? Gabby, I, yes, I do seem to know every people that have that in energy, yeah, including I, you. Might yeah. I remind you that to, when the Cortina music videos crashed last fall, how many hours did you stay up to rebuild it for the event? Yeah, but Harper, I... <laughs> I oh, yeah, I was working at that time. But usually, like, my brain is like, only one thing a day. So, like, if there's something important, Were it has to just up, be like one thing. Straight 46 yeah. hours or something to save those music videos? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was because they, they disappeared. Like, my computer was like, <laughs> nope. And then it just shut down. And I was like, this was after two weeks of working, by the way, Sherry. Two I, weeks I of working. And this then it like just disappeared. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what, what did you say, Sherry? I said it sounds like a love for Shankanite. <laughs> it was. I, I had a... Uh, aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. Oh no, we were we were living it in the store. I was sharing in real time what was happening in Korea. Thanks for tuning in to Lingerie Shop Girl. Before we continue, let's take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor who helps us bring you this content. Welcome to Swelter Boutique, where we believe in the power of self-care and the life-changing experience of finding the perfect bra. As a proud retailer of Simone Perel, we've seen firsthand the transformative effect their bras have on women's lives. Simone Perel understands that comfort, support, and style go hand in hand, making their bras an essential part of every woman's wardrobe. Whether it's for a special event, a new chapter in life, or simply everyday wear, Simone Perel is there to provide the ultimate fit and confidence. Experience the Simone Pearl difference for yourself at Svelto Boutique. Thank you to our sponsor for making Lingerie Shop Girl possible. Now, let's continue with our program.
And now for our Montana men segment, where we ask for the men in our lives to provide their observations and insights into the world of lingerie. Today we are hearing from Garrett, Sherry's life partner. He shares what it's like to live with a lingerie shop owner. I'm Garrett. I'm Sherry's partner. And it's been a a pleasure to watch Sherry as she has undertaken this journey from working at the shop to taking it on and owning it. Um, I've been a strong supporter of her becoming an owner and, and going on this journey from the very first time I met her. I knew that she was uh, had been working at the shop for a long time, knew her through her business partner at the time, and uh, I knew she was working to, to obtain ownership of the shop and had some ownership. Um, you know, as, as she kind of moved into the negotiations and discussions about taking it on completely, um, you know, I, for me, it was important to just give her that uh, time and space and understanding that this was a, a big deal for her and an important part of kind of her next steps. And just being willing to kind of give her the space to pursue that dream and, you know, encourage her along the way. It definitely wasn't easy from start to finish. And that taking on of ownership brought with it a whole host of other things, right? Like as the owner, it's this, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more that you have to concern yourself with. And so just being there to, to give her that encouragement and, and offer her that space to, to grow and follow that path. Um, that's been kind of the, the primary way I do that. I mean, I've been in the shop a couple of times and put some things in kind of handyman, installed some lights or fixed a, a door, you know, a coat rack, but by and large, just really kind of knowing that it is such a passion and knowing that it is something that's so important to her, it just giving her that space to run with it. And now back to the lingerie shop girl podcast. So anyway, I know, but the thing is, is I think we're all, but I could go in a couple of different directions with us being worker bees or economy or food, clothing, and shelter, which maybe we'll do in future episodes. But I do want to get back to Sherry Mm. because I'm very curious about, you know, even these other jobs, like you did x-rays and... Um, you worked in a clinic, you said? I worked at the hospital a couple days a week and an orthopedic clinic another day. Okay, so all of your jobs are in this pattern of being of service. And I wanted to know what, because even I... I've, I've witnessed it in the shop, whether it be a woman's emergency clinic in Butte coming in, asking for a donation for a fundraiser or the opera board, you always say yes. And you always say, and you always give. And so I want to know if you have a philosophy around service or a motto or what there, where that comes from in you. Cause I think that's really what makes Suelto and profiting so special in this shop well I, th- I think it's just all comes back to you you give what you get like you get back what you give so I'm just a strong believer that what you put out into the universe you get back <laughs> and so to obtain love 
then you've got to share it. And we can't, you know, I haven't always been able to just give money, but um, I can give product. I can give my time. Uh, sometimes we'll do those after hours parties, whatever I can, whatever I can do. But I, I always like to be able to give something, especially if it's the priority is to support women, obviously within the community that absolutely. Yes. Like, that, that's the whole reason Swelto exists is to help ladies. So yeah, we're going to do what we can to give, give back to the community in that way. Okay. So then how did you get connected to Haven and can you describe what Haven is? Um, so Haven is our local shelter, um, for, for anyone that has survived domestic violence, basically they offer confidential support, legal advocacy, counseling, support groups, and a safe place to stay, um, any, for anyone impacted by domestic violence, sexual assault, sex trafficking, and stalking, which sex trafficking, that's just kind of scary to me that even happens in Montana, but it, uh, it does. I'm sure it does. Um, so they, they get not just women, but they get women and men who pass by that need their help. And they, they may not even be staying in town. They might just be picking up some shelter and then heading out, right? Their safe place might not even be here in this community. They might end up having to leave. So, um, one way Haven supports them is to provide clothing. You know, obviously if you need something, you're not going to go home to get it if it's not safe to be there. Um, so years ago, it's <laughs> kind of a side jack. I actually didn't start up Swelto's relationship with Haven. It was Loren. Loren took my job as assistant manager when I left Swelto for a short period of time. Actually, mm-hmm. kind of a different story. Side jack. I moved to Maine for a year and a half. I followed an ex-boyfriend in that direction. And... While I was away, Loren um, carried on Swelto, and she ended up starting this drive for Haven, a bra donation drive, and reached out to them to see if it was something that they needed. And every year for the last seven or eight years, they have, um, yeah, been been open to and taken and needed gently loved bras from the community, which we have helped to collect uh, with our annual bra drive. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, um do you have people like if they they I guess they know when the bra drive is but do people drop them off in between the bra drives <laughs> just for future? They do. I mean, we've been doing this for so long and a lot of times people if they're in the shop they just might ask you, well, "What can I do with my bras that don't fit?" I mean, we all have bras in the drawer that we just keep pushing to the back of the drawer that mm-hmm. we don't want to wear for one reason or another. Um and so we will, we'll take them throughout the year and we'll hold them. Um, but the draw, bra drive is every January. We try to make it the same time of year. It's the entire month long. We typically don't send the bras off until February because, you know, people are always a little late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're still asking in mid-February. So, um, gosh, this year I think we had over 90 bra donations. So Haven couldn't take all of them. which is not a big deal. HRDC actually took some of them, another local nonprofit. Um, They do a back-to-school event in September, which I just learned about. And so kids who need clothing, who may not Mm -hmm. have the ability, the the finances, the means to to purchase clothing, they hold a huge, just, I'm pretty sure everything is free, was my understanding. Um, They take all these donated 
clothing and they take it to the fairgrounds. So I think it's a, a huge event. And they said they get hundreds of people that mm. come through it like in need looking and, and taking. So, um, which is great. Cause I mean, <laughs> 95 pros is a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, HRC seed, they, uh, not the HR Haven, um, just not having the place to keep all of that back stock, which I totally get because we don't have it either. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice to be able to yeah find find a need like reduce, reuse, recycle, right? You don't want to just throw them in a landfill. I don't even like doing that with packaging. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So now it is a part of Swelto. I mean, right? It's a tradition like, now. Yeah. It's a tradition like, now. What uh, In what events and times of year do Suelto support Haven? So that's every January. Um, and when you donate a bra, which you can donate as many as you want, but we'll give you 20% off a new one, one that's properly fit, <laughs> fit to you in that day. Um the rest of the year, there are a couple of, of events. Uh, so we do Ladies Night Harbor, which I think you experienced for the first time last year, or at least knew about it for the first time. Um, we like to rotate the nonprofit we benefit at that event, but it's a it's a downtown wide event, and it's catered to women in the community. They pretty much every retail establishment, restaurant uh, offers a discount for women for that evening for four to six hours. And at Suelto, we we have amazing vendors and we end up raffling off thousands of dollars in lingerie. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, we started to ask our customers, our guests to donate a dollar for the ticket to that event. So for $1, they get a chance to win thousands of dollars in lingerie. Pretty good deal, right? Everyone pretty much can scrounge up a dollar. Um, and all of that money goes to the nonprofit at the night. And so every other year, we tend to flip-flop between Haven and Bridger Care. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's another way we're able to give back a little bit. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, I want to segue from service and not profit and philanthropy to the biz side. Mm. And what it's like being an entrepreneur in Bozeman, Montana and what you like most about your job being a shop owner. Well, <laughs> as you've put together, Harper, I like making people happy. <laughs> I am a servant <laughs> at heart. <laughs> so, I mean, gosh, we've had generations of women um, that have come through the doors over the years and it's just, you know, that we've experienced that aha moment that you've talked about Harper, right? When we have that front row seat, when they put on a bra that fits and that look on their face, um, when they realize how a well-fit bra can make them feel like it, it's amazing. And, and that's kind of like what we thrive on, <laughs> you know, it's that emotional exchange with the reflection you get in the mirror. So, you know, we get to see that firsthand. Um, but, uh, it's why you love your, trade as a fitter right it's why I love my job um just making people happy like putting them in a great fitting bra um changing the, it's it's life-changing mm. I know it seems ridiculous but really it is mm. it, no <laughs> not at all when you say it out loud it's like that kind of sounds ridiculous it is no <laughs> but yeah. um 
word of mouth has always been our best advertisement. And so it kind of goes to show, you know, the people have this love for Suelto where when they come into the store, they want to bring their friends or their family. They want all of the people, their, their favorite people in the world to have this experience, to have mm-hmm. a bra fitting, to know what it feels like. So um, it's not unusual for us to get a hug at the store. Definitely a thank you. Sometimes it even comes in written form. Like we'll get a thank you in the mail, even after they've already said, oh my God, I had such a great time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's why. It's just, it's fun working with, with with ladies. And we've got some great male customers too. But, you know, the women, when you're fitting them in a bra, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, with owning a small business, being a small business owner, being a woman-owned small business, um, can you highlight us on the mundane of the job, the tedious, mm. the scope, you know, the computer software, the bookkeeping, the inventory, the vendors, the Ugh, going to market. There's not enough time in the day anymore. Market is still fun. I still love shopping. I mean, mm-hmm. I love all the beautiful things in the store and it's always fun to go out and hand select and curate the collection. Um, so that's fun to me. Is it exhausting? Yeah. You go to market it's, um, gosh, so I either go to New York City. Mm-hmm. They used to do Vegas, which has moved to L.A. Uh, I'm not sure which one I liked better, actually. <laughs> um, you fly in. You Pretty much I fly in the day of the show or the day before, and then I fly out the last day of the show. So you're, you hit the ground running. You're at appointments mm-hmm. all day. You work 10-hour days. You go to dinner which is the fun part, like, right, after shopping all day, you get to hang out with your brand reps that you've known for 16 years. Um, but it's, it's go, 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 mm. which is kind of how it is in the store, too. Um, so, yeah, that's still a really fun part, Harper, shopping. Uh, <laughs> Hasn't gotten old yet. How much research do you, like, is the brand reps are giving you all of the things you need to know, or do you, is there research on, like, the coming collections beforehand or like how how intensive is it before the the actual market starts Mm -hmm. (laughs) before i go to market um i end up running a bunch of reports and looking at sales and not just sizes but styles of bras and what's in stock um it's a little bit of an intensive process before i go but it makes it easier Mm -hmm. when i get back because I have a deadline. Um, most of the product in the shop is cut to order. So I have to have my orders in usually within a week from leaving the shop, leaving the show. Um, otherwise, oh, I won't wow. be able to get the product that I want. Oh, I know. Wow. And when you show up, they'll have like, you know, obviously they haven't produced all the product, but they've made samples. So mm-hmm. sometimes I only get line sheets. I don't even get to see the product, <laughs> which makes it really hard. And they'll have like a swatch of fabric on there so you can be like okay so now I have to pretend that this fabric is in this bra that's drawn on the sheet and fits this body like what use your imagination yeah which is so much harder than when they you know hold up a bra and flash it to you and you go yay or nay like your gut feeling is I love that or I hate that yeah that's the easier part uh wow but um yeah, so market's still fun, but like, yeah, Harper, all the other sides. You you see me where I'm buzzing at a very high frequency in the shop <laughs> because not only like marketing, you know, I've got marketing to do. God, 
get the newsletter out, but that's always the last thing to do, right? Marketing is the last thing to do because I have to pay the bills and I have to do the payroll and I pay the monthly taxes. And, um, yes, QuickBooks makes that pretty easy, but it's still my time. And, um, luckily Suelto is busy enough where I don't have time during the open hours to get these things done. <laughs> that's the upside, I guess. <laughs> But then you're working two to four hours outside of the lingerie shop girl door hours. And um, yeah, it ends up make, making it for long days for a long week. Wow. So trying to find that balance. Working on it. But well, I've got a good team, including you, Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I feel like the learning curve remains vertical. I have so yeah. much to learn. Yeah, me and Harper it's, are always I mean, talking about, you know, like the figuring out, like there's not a lot of accessibility for that information if you're not like in a class at a college somewhere. So like there's a lot of people who, it's social media, there are people who put the information out there, but even then they kind of put it out as this kind of like vague, like girl boss, like information, oh, you gosh. know, like be a girl boss, like, and then, yeah. Your... And then, and then buy my marketing program. Or oh yeah. Something like Always that. Like... with the, they're like, and I will teach you how for only $5,000 or whatever, <laughs> which good for them hustle. But babe, like, I really appreciate like, transparency and Harper always 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 talking about transparency and trying to give that information to me so it's interesting to hear from businesswomen like how did you even learn like what was oh your learning curve when you started like when you took over uh Swelto, I guess is the question I mean luckily so it's been 16 years I've owned the business solely for three so I had 14 years 13 years to work with Jolie before I took over the business. And so I had that much time to train and learn, although she didn't know what she was doing mm-hmm. <laughs> in the beginning, you know, and she put some, these processes in place. Like, you know, you have to have an open to buy, right? So, um, you don't spend more than, than what you have on inventory. And, you know, I wouldn't have known what that was, you know, mm-hmm. and she didn't either. She did. It's not like something, it's not like she opened the store and she's like, well, yeah, I need an open to buy. It came like a year or two later and I was like, oh my God, I don't, out and how to control my inventory levels. <laughs> mm-hmm. What so what do you mean? What is the phrase "open to buy" mean? OTB. Um, it it just tells you how much money you have available for inventory. Like, right? What what money do you have available that month? And it's usually based off of like prior year sales and what you've got in stock right now. So, mm. um, it it just it helps you to budget, right? So you can do yeah, an open so to buy, which will show you for much. each of your. Yeah, and it also helps you to budget for each of your categories, like your departments. So, you know, for us, it's lingerie, sleepwear, swimwear, um, foundations, and your active wear. Mm-hmm. So it tells you how much money you really have to shop for each of those departments. Sherry, your brain and must be like a beehive at all times, huh? Like, it, you have yes, to think about does. these things. It goes things. nonstop. But that's the fun part for me. Like, that's kind of the science part and the math part you know like I like to play with I like to play with numbers and so I don't really want to give that up like I like (laughs) and also I want to know where the business stands I don't want to be clueless you know um I mean don't get me wrong I do have an accountant that does all like at the year end and I don't know what I would do without them but (laughs) uh you can delve deep you can spend a lot more time than even than I do and looking at your your numbers and your inventory levels and there's things that I don't even understand Mm-hmm. But, you know, I might not call it the same. I might not label it the same as what somebody in business might label. But, you know, I try to 
I've learned from other boutiques, other women that I know in the business or um, whoever I can pick their brain in town. <laughs> I had a score mentor for a little while. We do have that here in Bozeman. So it's um, business people in the community that can help guide you. You know, for me, I went to see them when I was buying the business, say, what do, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to look at? And so, you, you know, they actually looked at my financials and looked at the books of the store and explained things to me. And I mean, that was amazing. Wait, what oh, was wow. the name of the... It's, it's called Score, Score. And it's out of the... Oh, shoot. I can't remember what the business is. But it, it, it's a local. It's called Score Mentorship. And actually... Okay. <laughs> I saw Meg there, too. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's highly used. <laughs> You know, Meg, who works in the store. Yeah, I ran into her there, too. Um, yeah, so just, I, I think, trying to figure out what is available to you in the community to help you as you're trying to um, run a business if, if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I didn't. I still don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm still flying by yeah. the seat of my pants. It's kind of like, is I think there money in adulthood today? is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Adulthood in general is a lot of uh, flying by the sea of your pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I go a lot by my gut. That, that's just the type of person I am where I'm like, yeah, mm, maybe this is above my budget, but I think it'll do well and I really love it. So I'm going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's funny because I don't know if you'd hear a man say that. Great. Yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> But you have your spreadsheets and you have your formulas and you get a sense of like where you can reappropriate in another area. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Well, oh, yeah. um, I think this is going to have to be two parts oh, as in two wonderful. episodes okay. because I have so many more questions for you, Sherry. And our time is almost up for this episode. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to wrap up with one final question, and that is your personal life. Like, what you do, I think we referenced it as ski. <laughs> but, like, because mm. you are a business owner, when you are a business owner, it is a difference than when you are an pl- employee. You know, when you are a business owner, um, the, s- the sun sets and rises on... <laughs> you know, Swelto, but I wanted to know, yeah, talk about your personal life um, a little bit or what you yeah, want to share. Yeah, so I mean, outside of the stop, um, gosh, I'm looking, my, my brain is going, um, you know, I moved here for the mountains, obviously, I came out for the skiing, and so that's still really important to me, like being connected to nature. Um, so if I'm not in the store, I mean, I need my daily dose of the sun, <laughs> and also, just um solitude so I really treasure like long days and even trips into the backcountry in the winter time it, it could be skiing um in the summer backpacking or mountain biking hiking um but it's not uncommon for me to go on for more than a week luckily I have a partner that enjoys that as well <laughs> um and he actually introduced introduced me to backpacking um and has made that he's made it a lot of fun so for me, I just, I like to disconnect from the world at large a little bit, you know, like I think we were talking about earlier, being an introvert, <laughs> I kind of mm-hmm. need some downtime to, to balance myself back out. So yeah, the nature helps me keep my balance in my life and exercise is my therapy. Um, mm. 
I'm like a caged cat. <laughs> if I don't get out, if I don't get outside for a day, <laughs> it's like a wild cat letting me needs to escape. So, um, but yeah, Soweto is, is it's a very social environment. And as much as I love it, um, we as fitters and, and I'm sure have you witnessed this yet, Harper? But you just you give so much, not just physically but emotionally to your customers sometimes and um it, it, it actually can be exhausting which is why all of we all work part-time hours like none of us are on yeah. the schedule full-time is not 40 hours full-time at Swalto is 28 to 32 at the most mm-hmm. like it's just to keep yourself sane mm-hmm. <laughs> and to keep yourself fresh for your for the you know you don't want to lose that love you don't want to yeah dull mm-hmm. out and you know not well be we're available. connecting and caring for women's bodies <laughs> in a society that does not mm-hmm. yeah. and so I think we fill a void in a way and hopefully this podcast and this information that we share and this collaboration with the three of us and future guests or colleagues or whatever can really build and fill up that well for all of us together um because I have seen the way a woman walks out the door and her cup is full Mm -hmm. or flowing over when they experience the shop and they stay they linger they have they tell us their life stories that's what fascinates me about it is there's this there's something special there and um so this episode will be continued if we can wrap up thank you sherry for opening um yourself up to us and sharing who you are with the world because we all know how special the shop is and we all know why so (laughs) All right. Well, this convenes or this wraps up episode three of Lingerie Shop Girl, part one, Sherry's story. So we will see you next time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Good to see you. Looking forward to hearing part two, Sherry. (laughs) Bye for now. And that is a wrap of this episode of the Lingerie Shop Girl podcast. If you like this episode, please follow and subscribe to get a notification when the next episode is released.